Chicago's finest. Thanks for tuning in, and I really do appreciate it. Don't, no problem. We try to do what we can. Anything goes on the George Wilder Jr. show until we find out what, we got, what the hell we're going to be talking about. Until then, anything goes. <laughs> All righty. It's a beautiful day in the city of Chicago. Sun shining, great summer day, and it's just so beautiful, and I hope it's great where you are, and I hope, you, I hope you're not depressed. I hope you're not feeling helpless, and you, you're feeling out of it. You feel feel as, as if you don't have a voice. Nobody's listening to you. Believe me, we are. So you got to use it. And, I, and I've told several people that your voice is powerful. Use it. You can move mountains with your voice. Sit there to sit there and do nothing, and to hope every, hope everything is going to be all right. That's not the way to do it. Use your voice. If something is happening, something is not right, and, and something is not going the way it's supposed to be going, or you have a feeling about this or that, open your mouth and let everybody know about it, so things can change. You know, because nothing will change unless you open it, open your mouth, and let us know what what needs changing. You know, so, you know, your voice has power. Don't don't think you don't have power. I mean, you have a phone. You have your voice. You can do something to change the, the direction of your country or your life. It's up to you. No matter what age you are, no matter what age you are, you can still be someone great. You can still, you can still do something magnificent. You can write a book. You can uh, make a movie. I mean, you can move mountains as long as you have your have your uh, faculties, uh, brain power, knowledge, you know, get up and go. Uh, you can move mountains. You, however, you have to open your mouth. Nothing's going to happen unless somebody knows what's on your mind. You know, so you have to speak up. Because if you, if you don't speak up, nothing will get done. Nothing. And nobody gives a damn if, he doesn't, if you don't speak up. If you, if you, if you refuse to allow yourself to be heard, no one else is going to give a care. No one's going to give a damn. Well, he, well, he won't say nothing. We don't know. You, know, you have to um, assert yourself you know, if you want things to change. And you can make things, and you can change things. I mean, and it doesn't matter what condition you may be in. You may be in a wheelchair. You may be crutches or or, or you um, be a walker or something. You can still, as long as you have your faculties, your your brain, your brain power, uh, you can still move mountains. You can still be something great. You can still say, I did this, I've done that, and look at me. There's nothing uh, should be restricting you from using your voice, your voice, and of course, uh, your voting power. And of course, all right, you've been tuned. You've you've tuned into the George Wilder Jr. Show at six oh five straight up Central Time, Central Standard Time, Chicago Time, six oh five. It may be an hour earlier or an hour later where you are in the world, but that's okay. Sometimes two hours. It, it, it always uh, seems weird to me that in the middle of the day in the United States, it's sunny, it's bright, but somewhere else in the world, it's dark. It's midnight. <laughs> you know, 
I I I mean when I was younger I used to think if it's if it's daylight in Chicago it must be daylight all over the world but that's not true. If it's sunny in Chicago, if it's sunny in Mississippi, it must be sunny all over the world. That's not true. It is not. And that's always been weird to me, but it's true. You know, so you you know. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. show on Blog Talk Radio. And it's so nice to be with you folks. I'm not kidding. It, it is very, very nice. Starting next month, I'm pretty sure we're going to have a lot of great people on the show. Or even in the next two weeks. We have a lot of great people on the show to tell us about what they're doing and why should we listen. If you got something you want to talk about or anything on the George Wilder Jr. show, you know, I just drop me an email or, or uh, uh, inbox me and we'll see, see where we can go from there. Okay. All righty. The George Wilder Jr. show. Okay. What is this? What is this you just gave me? Trump orders section uh, sessions. I'm, I'm saying sections. <laughs> sections. Uh, sessions. Jeff Sessions, his attorney general. I mean, this is no news. I'm pretty sure the whole world has heard this by now. <laughs> because this, I believe this happened this morning. Uh, Trump orders Sessions to end the investigation. Orders. Jeff Sessions, I want you to end this witch hunt right now. Right now. That's an order. Now, the White House is saying that that wasn't an order, that he was just fighting back. That was an ultimatum to end the investigation or else. The White House lies about what Donald Trump lies about. (laughs) I mean, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, folks, I mean, Whatever train Donald Trump is going to be on once this thing is over, she should be on it with him. She probably will. And it just behooves me when you look at Sarah, uh, when you look at her and you listen to her and you wonder how stupid do do those people think we are? How dumb do they think we are? Do they think we're stupid? They're the ones who are stupid because they're thinking we're stupid and they don't know the fact that they're stupid. Sometimes I look at Sarah Huckabee Sanders and you can tell that she's getting tired of lying and defending this piece of shit in the White House. She's getting sick of it. You can tell by the look on her face. No, no, no. I do not listen to any of these White House briefings when they have them just about every morning coming from the White House. I don't listen to them because I know Sarah Huckabee Sanders is going to try to defend every monstrous thing this guy says and do, and that's indefensible. As if people don't forget about him being a traitor. We have not forgotten about Donald Trump's traitorous activities, traitorous behavior at the Helsinki uh, summit with Vladimir Putin. We have not forgotten about that. He wished we would. But it's just piles of shit on top of piles of shit. I don't know how he, I've said this several times, I don't know how he cannot resign over this or quit. It's too much stuff whirling around. Paul Manafort's trial is in gear. It's happening right now. And and Trump is doing everything he can to try to distract us away from the trial, to get us to thinking about something else, like you'll need a picture ID to go shop for groceries. 
Uh, Trump says you'll need a picture ID to buy groceries, or you have to have a picture ID to buy groceries. Any way you put this, is it's dumb. It is dumb. What I think Trump, what I think, this is my opinion. I think Trump said uh, you'll need a picture ID to buy groceries because that's what he wants everybody to have in a dictatorship. That's what he wants you to have. Trump wants you to go to go to the store you better have an id if you don't have a picture id to buy groceries then you don't get groceries you go home and starve i i i haven't heard anybody say that but this is just my summation of 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 trump saying you need a picture id to buy groceries which is stupid (laughs) this guy i mean if he i'm pretty sure the white house is or has uh, come up with something to say he didn't mean to say that or he was just joking. Trump never jokes about anything what he says. And, and and they know it. They know it. He never jokes. Trump says what he says. And there is no doubt about it. As I've said a thousand times, Trump talks out of his ass. That's all he does. He tweets crazily. They call it tweet storm. He tweets crazily. He's a crazy madman on the computer or or he's doing it on his on his phone. Either way, he's crazy. He's he's a lunatic. Only thing you can do with Trump is laugh at him. If you take the guy seriously, you'd be in big time trouble. He's a clown, he's an idiot, he's stupid, he's dumb. I mean, you name it, because he thinks that's what we are. But but he's actually showing it. And then the White House is jumping to his defense. Well, he's fighting back. Yeah, he's fighting back, but he means what he's saying. He means everything that he says. And she knows it. Because there are times when they will say, they will say Trump didn't mean to say what he said. And the next day, Trump will come on TV and basically say, I meant every word I said. I don't care what they say. They work for me. He will contradict them. And then they will say that Trump didn't mean what he said, that he was just joking. The next day, Trump doubles and triples down on what he had just said. This is why... Myself and most of the world know when Donald Trump says something, no matter how stupid, no matter how dumb, no matter how ignorant, no matter how unworkable, he means it. He means it. He wants to be a dictator like Kim Jong Kim Jong Un and his lover, Vladimir Putin. This is what he wants. He was overseas. Uh, he distanced, he distanced our allies and conjoles with our enemies. That's traitorous. When he was in Helsinki, standing on the podium beside Vladimir Putin, virtually saying, fuck the United States, I'm with you. And then they try to uh, hit the White House, goes to his defense. There is no defense. He was right on TV The whole damn world saw him stick a knife in the United States. The whole world saw him. 
And then the next day he's going to say wood and wouldn't. Uh, that's bullshit. I don't even want to discuss that. Wood and wouldn't. He, he's going to try to backtrack and walk back. And then the next week he said to hell with it. I'm with Putin. If you try to follow Donald Trump's logic and try to follow Donald Trump for who he is, then you'll go nuts. You will go nuts. And like I've said before, Donald Trump is running scared. I mean, he's afraid of the Mueller in the investigation. He's afraid of, of everything. Uh, uh, all these guys around him are going to jail, being indicted. We're just waiting for <laughs> we're just waiting for Mueller to bring in the handcuffs on Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is obstructing justice right in the middle of everybody. He's not trying to hide it. He's obstructing justice and then saying he's not obstructing justice. And we know that he's just obstructed justice. He admitted collusion. And I think I think I read somewhere where he said collusion is not a crime. But no collusion. If you're going to say collusion is not a crime, then you just admit it, admit it that you colluded. But then he's trying to back it up. He just admitted that he colluded. Now he's trying to say no collusion, no collusion. No damn well he can collude. Whether collusion is a crime, it's still something against the United States. It's treasonous. Because it's against the United States. He's going with our enemies. Putin is an enemy of the United States. There's no other way to say it. To, con- to uh, collude with, with uh, uh, Putin is tr- traitorous. Traitorous. Excuse me. Traitorous. Treasonous. <laughs> Both of those words. Uh, it's awful that the United States finds itself in a position like this. Of course, it's going to take it's going to take decades, if not centuries, to get this country right again. A lot of us is going to be dead and gone, and the historians and the people 10, 20, 30, 100 years from now will be talking about Donald Trump. Believe me. Believe me, once Donald Trump is out of office, and let's hope soon, it, it may not even – he may be out before the midterm because this guy is really whacked out. He is really out there. I mean he's letting the world know he's unfit, unhinged. Some, you know, when I look at Donald Trump, I see somebody on steroids. I see somebody who is probably taking popping pills, pet pills or something energy pills or something to keep him going because when i look at donald trump now he looks so tired but yet he's he's looking like he's looking assertive and mean and nasty (laughs) It, it seems like something got him going he's he's not uh going walking around traveling he's not doing it on his own power he may he he may be dropping downers, uh, drinking energy drinks or something, or he, the doctor give him some um, pills uh, that where he can you know uh, stay awake and, and stuff like that. 
you can see it in his face. Donald Trump looks 10, 20 years older than his 72 years. But when he goes, especially if you, you see his face, you see how he looks when he at one of these rallies when he's yelling and screaming and talking that shit that nobody can understand but his stupid reporter supporters. Um, he just looks awful at these rallies. And the news people are saying, the reporters are saying, they're going to stop covering his rallies newsworthy about them. And I totally agree. I totally agree. There is nothing newsworthy about Donald Trump's rally. He's just going to get there and say a lot of unhinged bullshit that means nothing. Throw out shit like uh, you need a picture ID to buy groceries. Um, stuff like that. And then after he after he's realized that what he said about the picture ID to buy groceries, then he comes up with ordering Sessions to immediately stop the investigation. Now, when he ordered Sessions to immediately stop the investigation, he was distracting you from the idiot statements that he said when he said you need a picture ID to buy groceries. Actually, Trump wants you to have a picture, picture ID to buy groceries because if you don't have one, it means you're going to starve. That's part of it. He meant that. This is what he wants. He wants us to all have picture IDs to go in the store to buy groceries. To show our picture ID to buy groceries. Instead of money. Instead of your, your money. You got to have a picture ID. Isn't that stupid? <laughs> uh, a lot of us laughed at that. But when Donald Trump says it, he means it. Donald Trump means what he says. And most of us... Most of us Americans, we know that. We know he means what he says, and we know that the Republicans and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, they're going to try to defend something that this man meant to say, and he believes. He believes. One of the things uh, Trump, by ordering Sessions to end the investigation right now, Sessions recused himself from this investigation. He has nothing to do with this investigation. Why are you putting this on him? He's staying away from the investigation. He cannot be involved in this investigation. As president, he sh- Donald Trump should know that, but Donald Trump is running scared. He's frightened. He's terrified of this investigation. So he's reaching for anything that he can. He's saying any old kind of bullshit out there that he can, and the people are reporting on it. He is still calling uh, uh, the press the enemy of the people. The only enemy of the people is Donald Trump. He's the enemy of the people. I heard him say that he wasn't the enemy of the people. Give me a break. Anytime you suggesting that people should have picture IDs to go buy groceries, what the hell is that? Anytime you're suggesting throwing people, throwing uh, uh, journalists out of the White House, what is that? Standing on the stage, being a traitorous to, for Russia, what is that? Turning against your own country for Russia, what is that? 
That's you're the enemy of America. You're turning on your own country for another country. And there's so many people trying to forget that. We we're not forgetting that. Mueller is not forgetting that, at least I hope. So, you know, um, it's just a bad day at Black Rock. <laughs> uh, that's a movie. Uh, I, think, I believe it's a 1956 movie starring uh, – I'm a movie fan, folks. I just love movies. I got a ton of them here, really a ton. Uh, Robert – what's his name? Robert um, – he's, he's dead and gone now. Robert uh, – I can't think of his name. Anyway, Ernest Borgnine, Lee Marvin – and uh, Walter Brennan, I've, I got the movie here, so I, I pretty know Robert. Uh, some I, I'll think of the name later. Okay, all right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, folks, it, it's just it's just <laughs> another day in America. Uh, please don't feel depressed or out of it. Yeah, we got a monster in the White House, but we have to. Uh, Stay positive, stay up, stay angry, stay pissed off so we can change this country. We got to change this country. And a lot, uh, a lot of people are saying American people are just standing idly by and just watching Donald Trump destroy America. We're not standing idly by. At least I'm not standing idly by. There might be some people in America who aren't doing a damn thing, who don't give a shit about doing anything. They're not using their voices. They're not doing anything uh, uh, to try to help take this country back. They're waiting for the leaders of the country to do it. So, too many people are out here waiting on somebody to do something for them. Uh, as I've just got through saying, you have a voice. Use it. Do not wait for someone to come along and lead you into the promised land or to make everything all right for you. You get up off your ass and you get out there and you make everything all right for yourself and for other people around you. All right, we've been list- you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. They wanted to squash the story. You're saying they wanted to protect Donald Trump? I'm assuming so, yeah. If Donald Trump hadn't been running for president, do you believe this deal would have been made with AMI? Knowing what- Washington always has its eye on the next election, and as we get closer to the 2018 midterms, many are predicting a blue wave with Democrats taking back the House and possibly the Senate. Joining us now, New York Congressman Joe Crowley, chair of the House Democratic Caucus and the subject of growing chatter among Democrats as a possible replacement for Nancy Pelosi after the election. He's not going to like me saying that. Congressman, welcome back to Fox News Sunday. Thanks, Chris. Good to be with you. You just heard Larry Kudlow. What do you think of his arguments for potentially, potentially using tariffs against China? And if not that, how do you propose we stop their unfair trading practice. Well, Chris, I'm also a member of the Ways and Means Committee, and so I, I, I do recognize that there's a role for tariffs in our economy. Uh, but I think what really has been created is a, a, a great deal more chaos. Uh, people really don't know what the president's plan or, or what Mr. Kudlow's plan is as it re- relates to China uh, and the trade war that has now begun, or at least the initial start of that has begun. And I think that's left a lot of Americans with uncertainty uh, about what this so means for them. what should they do? If you're not going to use tariffs, how do you stop the unfair trade practices, the theft of intellectual property? Well, first of all, let me just say for the record uh, that when it came to the issue of China, uh, I did not vote for normal, uh, normal uh, trade uh, 
uh, with, with China. Um, I, I believe that they were not economically nor politically mature enough to be dealing with this on, on the same par. And having said that, I think that's panned out to be true. Uh, but I do think we have to do this in a much more calculated way and I, with, with more of a plan. Let the, let's have an understanding of what, what the ultimate goal is here. Is the goal to raise uh, the price of products here in the United States or to lower the price of agricultural products here in the United States? What, what is the overall goal here? Because that's what some of the effect may very well be if China retaliates uh, in this war. And where is it ultimately going? That's what we don't understand about this. Donald Trump won the presidency because he convinced a lot of voters, including a lot of Democratic voters in the industrial heartland that he had a better idea for how to build the economy, how to get them jobs than Hillary Clinton did. Now Democrats are going into the 2018 midterms with what they call a better deal. Here is Nancy Pelosi on that. Democrats are offering a better deal, better jobs, better wages, a better future. A better deal is founded on strong values that we share, strong values fueled by fresh ideas. Forgive me, Congressman, but that sounds like standard Democratic boilerplate. So give me one fresh idea that Democrats are offering voters for November. Fresh idea? First of all, uh, uh, Chris, uh, Donald Trump did not win by a lot of Democratic votes in the Midwest. Uh, it was fractions of a vote that are actually are responsible for being president of the United States today. Uh, but what I think one great fresh idea is a real infrastructure package for the American people. What the president has offered, a 2080 plan, 20% from the federal government, 80% from loca local governments, is just not going to wash. It's not going to work. What Democrats are proposing is really an 80-20 plan or a 75-25 uh, plan where the, the, the federal government comes up with the resources for 80 and works with local governments to put America back to work and invest in American infrastructure and invest in America. That's jobs, that's a bridge to the, the new economy, that's giving people the opportunity to, to put their kids through college, to afford health care with a real job. That's the kind of message that Democrats are talking about. But let's look at the Trump record on the economy, which obviously you agree is going to be the key, key issue in November. Employers are adding an average of 202,000 jobs a month this year. The unemployment rate has been 4.1% for six straight months. That's the lowest level in 17 years. And wages are up 2.7%, the highest rate in almost nine years. Congressman, a solid majority of Americans, according to the polls, feel good about the Trump economy. Show me how in any of those statistics they differed from any month that President Obama was President of the United States. Well, the, I, no I just said that the 4.1 percent is there, the lowest level in 17 it, it, years. It had been moving on a downward trend. But it wasn't 4.1 percent. Uh, wage, was wage growth wasn't where was up. It, where was it when President Bush left office? President Bush or President Obama? President Bush, when he left office and President, and President Obama became president. Well, I understand. There was a right. recession. So we, we, and, and, and Democrats really moved us towards this job growth, uh, toward this sustained economy. Wait, are you saying today. that the president deserves no... I didn't, I didn't say that. I I'm think, asking. Um, what I'm suggesting is uh, that uh, I believe that the, the, what this is based on is a false premise. The notion of this tax cut is going to, to uh, somehow uh, help the American people in the long run, I think, is a scam. I think what they've done is in their desperate need to pass anything by the end of the year. They ran through a bill without fully really understanding what was in the bill. Uh, it was done in a very, very highly partisan way. And I think in the end, it's, it's the average worker, the middle class in this country, is going to suffer because of the result of that tax cut bill. 
Let's turn to another subject, immigration. The president has ordered the deployment of up to 4,000 members of the National Guard to the southern border. And the fact is, more people are attempting to cross the border illegally. Just take a look at these statistics. In March of 2017, 16,000 people were caught at the border. That number tripled last month, March of 2018, to more than 50,000. Don't we need to stop the surge? I think what we need is comprehensive, comprehensive immigration reform. We've been talking about this for decades, and we just haven't seen it happen, not since 1986. Uh, what I think is interesting, go back to 1986, where you saw comprehensive immigration reform and comprehensive uh, tax reform done in a bipartisan way. And why it was long-lasting is because it was done while Democrats and Republicans come together. Here we have a, a very partisan approach to this. The president talks about building a wall that uh, Mexico is going to pay for it. Now he's putting troops down at the border, a very provocative move. But at the same time, it's not really solving the problem. Wait, 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 you say it's a very provocative move. Barack Obama put 1,800 troops at the border. It was to some degree provocative, but not in the same breath that this president has done. What the verbiage and language that our president has used towards immigrants in this nation is really uh, it's abhorrent to me. Quite frankly, it's not representative of who we are as a nation. So this president making this move is different from any other president doing it, quite frankly. Let's turn to the midterms. President Trump says that your party is vulnerable in November. Here he is. Democrats haven't learned. They still think the loyal citizens who care about jobs and borders and security are deplorable. How confident are you that Democrats will win in November and take back control of the House? We're a long way from November. Let's be clear about that. But I'm, I'm confident that the American people want to bring balance back to the United States government. What they see right now is Republicans in charge of the presidency, the Senate, the House, and some would argue uh, the Supreme Court. Every branch of government seems to be controlled in some way or facet by Republicans. But, but and I mean, forgive me, that was what voters decided. Well, look, they have an opportunity here to change course and correction. That's the beauty of our democracy. Uh, the, the House representatives, every member of the House representatives is up for election this year and a third of the Senate. So the people have the opportunity to bring that balance back. We know that the first midterm election of an incumbent president on average sees 40 seats swing in the opposite direction. Uh, that's not going to happen on its own. Democrats are not going to win that back but just simply by being against President uh, Trump. We need to be for, and I, as I mentioned before, our economic policies, our better deal and his war deal are going to become very clear to the American people. All right. In more than a third of House Republican or House races, Republicans running for those seats have run ads that go after Nancy Pelosi. Here's an example from the recent special election in Pennsylvania 18. Connor Lamb is a Pelosi liberal. His values aren't our values. Now, that Democrat, Connor Lamb, won, but one of the ways in which he won was that he promised not to support Nancy Pelosi if Democrats take the House and she's up for speaker again. Is Nancy Pelosi a liability for Democrats in this campaign? I think it's more reflective of the fact that Republicans are bankrupt on ideas. They don't have anything else to offer except to yes, squat the Nancy is. Pelosi uh, to, to win elections. Yes, that's, if they think is. that's a winning strategy, they can... The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air.
I want to talk to you about the Electoral College and why it matters. All right, I know this doesn't sound like the most sensational topic of the day, but stay with me because I promise you it's one of the most important. To explain why requires a very brief civics review. The President and Vice President of the United States are not chosen by a nationwide popular vote of the American people. Rather, they are chosen by 538 electors. This process is spelled out in the United States Constitution. Why didn't the founders just make it easy and let the presidential candidate with the most votes claim victory? Why did they create and why do we continue to need this electoral college? The answer is critical to understanding not only the electoral college, but also America. The founders had no intention of creating a pure majority rule democracy. They knew from careful study of history what most have forgotten today or never learned. Pure democracies do not work. They implode. Democracy has been colorfully described as two wolves and a lamb voting on what's for dinner. In a pure democracy, bare majorities can easily tyrannize the rest of a country. The founders wanted to avoid this at all costs. This is why we have three branches of government, executive, legislative, and judicial. It's why each state has two senators, no matter what its population, but also different numbers of representatives based entirely on population. It's why it takes a supermajority in Congress and three quarters of the states to change the Constitution. And it's why we have the Electoral College. Here's how the Electoral College works. The presidential election happens in two phases. The first phase is purely democratic. We hold 51 popular elections every presidential election year, one in each state and one in DC. On election day in 2012, you may have thought you were voting for Barack Obama or Mitt Romney, but you were really voting for a slate of presidential electors. In Rhode Island, for example, if you voted for Barack Obama, you voted for the state's four Democratic electors. If you voted for Mitt Romney, you were really voting for the state's four Republican electors. Part two of the election is held in December, and it is this December election among the state's 538 electors, not the November election, which officially determines the identity of the next president. At least 270 votes are needed to win. Why is this so important? because the system encourages coalition building and national campaigning. In order to win, a candidate must have the support of many different types of voters from various parts of the country. Winning only the South or the Midwest is not good enough. You cannot win 270 electoral votes if only one part of the country is supporting you. But if winning were only about getting the most votes, a candidate might concentrate all of his efforts in the biggest cities or the biggest states. Why would that candidate care about what people in West Virginia or Iowa or Montana think? But, you might ask, isn't the election really only about the so-called swing states? Actually, no. If nothing else, safe and swing states are constantly changing. California voted safely Republican as recently as 1988. Texas used to vote Democrat. Neither New Hampshire nor Virginia used to be swing states. Most people think that George W. Bush won the 2000 election because of Florida. Well, sort of, but he really won the election because he managed to flip one state which the Democrats thought was safe, West Virginia. Its four electoral votes turned out to be decisive. No political party can ignore any state for too long without suffering the consequences. Every state, 
and therefore every voter in every state is important. The Electoral College... Okay, um, obstruction of justice is a crime. Uh, what does it mean? How do you obstruct justice? Well, there's a couple of different ways that you could do it. You could tr do witness tampering, uh, where you try to influence the witnesses to testify on your behalf um, in a way that isn't true. You could try to influence the judge. You could do it through money. You could do it through threats. You could try to influence the prosecutor and get him to stop the case. These are all obstruction of justice. Well, in the case of the federal government and Donald Trump, uh, there is an active legal investigation of him by the special counsel, Robert Mueller. If you try to influence uh, the people who are his bosses, or in essence, the prosecutors, that is obstruction of justice. Now listen to this tweet that Donald Trump just sent. This is a terrible situation, and Attorney General Jeff Sessions should stop this rigged witch hunt right now before it continues to stay in our country any further. He just told the lead prosecutor in the country, the Attorney General, the head of the Justice Department, to stop an investigation of himself. That's the definition of obstruction of justice. He just committed a crime within a tweet. I'll finish the rest of the tweet for you. Bob Mueller is totally conflicted, and his 17 angry Democrats that are doing his dirty work are a disgrace to the USA. Now, he goes on and on, and he tweets more, and he keeps calling them angry Democrats, when in fact... I don't know if everyone in Mueller's investigation is a Republican. What we do know is anyone we know their political affiliation within Mueller's team is, in fact, a Republican. The ones we don't know, I don't know if they're Republicans or Democrats. But every public figure, Robert Mueller uh, is a Republican. Obviously, Jeff Sessions is a Republican appointed by Donald Trump. Rosenstein's a Republican. The head of the FBI, Christopher Wray, is a Republican. Comey was a Republican when uh, this all began, and it goes on and on. And any other investigator that we know within Mueller's team, the ones that we know are all Republicans. So it's, of course, another gigantic lie, uh, as usual, with Donald Trump. And look, for him to just literally say out loud in public, Mr. Attorney General, please stop this investigation of me, one, as I've always told you, he's incredibly stupid, and people <laughs> get inside their own heads trying to figure out what his strategy is. Why would you do a crime in public? Why would you do obstruction of justice in public? What is he thinking? He's not thinking anything. He's such a simpleton. He's like, I don't know. This is my attorney general. Doesn't he work for me? Can't I just order him? I'm just going to order him. Why would I want my a guy doing an investigation of me to find out my crimes. I don't want that. Okay, I'm just going to... That's not how our system works. He's not your attorney general. He's our attorney general. He's the attorney general of the United States of America. He's the top law enforcement official in this country. He's not your personal attorney. But, of course, Donald Trump is, A, too stupid to understand that concept, has never understood it, and no one has the temerity to explain it to him because he gets so mad and he's so thin-skinned and he's so deeply insecure. Number two, he doesn't understand that saying that out loud is a crime. You moron. If you wanted to obstruct the investigation, there's actually a thousand smarter ways to do it where it could be more effective and more subtle. But when you do it publicly, now if Attorney General Jeff Sessions agrees with you, and maybe he does because he's a deep, deep right-winger. He's as right-wing as there is in the country. Now you put him in an untenable situation that if he agrees with you publicly, he's committing a crime. God, Trump is so monumentally stupid. And thank God, by the way, thank God that when fascism came to this country, it came in the form of an orange moron. So... The, the second thing is, the walls are closing in, guys. 
he's every tweet is more panicked than the last. Every day is more panicked than the last. Why do you think he's panicking? Because he didn't do it? Which person in their right mind thinks that? Like, oh, no, 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 if I didn't do it, and there was all this evidence of people who worked with me who are not working with prosecutors, I would panic too. Okay, maybe. Maybe if you're a really nervous guy. But uh, overall, every indication seems to be, oh, no, Michael Cohen is giving evidence and Manafort's on trial and all these guys have turned on me and they know what I did. Fire them. Fire them all. Whatever you do, fire the prosecutors. Fire the prosecutors. That's a cold stone panic. And that's what you're seeing there. Now, he never wound up building the wall, but it turns out the walls are closing in on him anyway. Trump cannot
Trump's secession in the probe right now, right now, he says, end it. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders going, well, Trump meant he he was fighting back. That's not true. Mueller knows that not that's not true. Actually, actually, Mueller wants to um, he wants to talk to Donald Trump. He said he'll scale down the questions. That means he's only gonna uh, scale back on some of the questions. Uh, means he's gonna just question him on the most important ones and try to leave the less important ones out of the uh, meeting, which is true. Uh, he wants, uh, and I'm hearing that Trump may go talk to Mueller. Trump is such a pathological lie liar. He every time he opens his mouth, he lies. He lies, 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 lies. <laughs> you know that better than I do. Trump calls on Jeff Sessions to stop this rigged witch hunt. And the White House is going to say, well, Trump's fighting back. He's not obstructing justice. He, didn't, he did not just commit a crime. He's just fighting back. He did just commit a crime. And we all know it. We all know it. Trump committed a crime in a tweet. And now, the, as always, the White House is trying to clean it up. But I think it's just too damn late. Congress has to wake up to do something. I, I believe Congress is waiting for this, uh, uh, the justice uh, to conclude its investigation so they can get the documents on what was found out d- during the investigation so if they are know if they're going to impeach Trump or not. But Trump deserves to be impeached no matter what's in the, in the document that they may get after the investigation is over, which is uh, there's no timeline for this investigation to be over. It could be over in the next two years, the next year, and well, the next week. Who knows? Uh, the next day. I don't know. It, it, it's – Wow. White House Republicans, White House Republicans erase Trump's nominee, a nominee's role as LB, LGBTQ rights group. I don't know. Spotify pulls radio show by InfoWars Alex Jones after widespread complaints. Alex Jones, man, you are going to be history if you're not already history. Everybody's pulling this guy. I, I think Facebook has pulled him. Uh, YouTube has pulled him. And now Spotify pulls his radio show. After widespread complaints, this guy, <laughs> it's over for him. If you don't know who Alex Jones is, he's a controversial radio show host that said something about the uh, uh, Sandy Hook children being being actors or something something to that effect. Anyway, he said a lot of awful derogatory and racial uh, things on radio, and they just and he's the he he's probably the next most hated than Donald Trump and the Republicans. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, Trump, uh, this guy, it, it commits uh, a crime in a tweet. Trump calls on Jeff Sessions to stop, Mueller, Mueller, stop Mueller's investigation. Trump tweets 
raging at his attorney general like likely becomes a part of his right the guy was saying if uh his attorney general acts on what trump is telling him to do which is illegal then he becomes a part of this particular crime this guy is crazy two point uh 2,700 people have responded to this. And boy, wow. I mean, I remember when I had as many people respond to a post or a tweet that I've, uh, all those folks responding. Wow. This is just, this is just awesome. What's going on in the United States. Uh, this is going to take um, decades and years. And a lot of this is the fault of the Republicans. They see that this maniac, this madman, this crazy person, this buffoonish, clownish person is taking America down. He's not – actually, if you think about it, folks, he's, he hasn't taken us down. He has brought us already down. We're already down in, in the gutter because of this guy. So uh, this is just awful. 6.53 – PM in the city of Chicago. Great evening. Great, great evening. It looks like it's gonna rain. I think the Cubs are up by four, I believe. Yeah. By four. I mean, I believe these Cubs, I believe they're gonna go places. I really do believe they're gonna go places. All righty. And good evening. I'm Aaron Burnett. Out front tonight, a secret Trump tape. Tonight, I can tell you, there is a tape. The president's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, recording a conversation he had with Donald Trump about paying off a Playboy model, a Playboy model who claims a year-long affair with Trump. Now, the tape that we know about was recorded just before the election. It's now in the hands of the FBI. According to the president's current attorney, Rudy Giuliani, on the tape, Cohen and Trump discussed buying the rights to Playboy model Karen McDougal's story from the National Enquirer's parent company. And, well, here's the thing. The tape shows that Team Trump lied. First of all, Trump's team denied even knowing that the National Enquirer ever paid McDougal for her story. Trump's spokeswoman at the time, Hope Hicks, said of that payment, quote, we have no knowledge of any of this, and she also said McDougal's claim of an affair with Mr. Trump was totally untrue. For his part, Trump has remained uncharacteristically silent about his relationship with McDougal. Thank you all very much. Maybe he didn't want to lie directly to the cameras on that one, but McDougal did speak out to the camera at length. There were real feelings between the two of us, not just myself, not just him. There was a real relationship there, and I kind of out of sight, out of mind with everything else. And, you know, in, deep inside, I did have a lot of guilt, but I, I still continued. This all happened, of course, around the same time Cohen was paying off Stormy Daniels to keep quiet about her alleged one-night stand with Trump, a story Trump also appears to have lied about. Remember Trump said this just a few months ago about that hush payment. Ask Michael Cohen. Michael's my an attorney, and you'll have to ask Michael Cohen. Do you know where he got the money? No, no, no. 
until Giuliani said the president did know because he repaid that payoff. Funnel through law firm and the president repaid it. Oh, I didn't know he did. Yeah. Now, just to be clear, not only did the president repay it, the New York Times report citing two sources that Trump knew about the repayment well before he lied about it on Air Force One. And tonight, CNN is learning that Michael Cohen has more tapes of Trump, and Evan Perez is out front. I mean, Evan, more tapes. That has got to be one of the last things Team Trump wants to hear. Yeah, you would imagine so, Aaron. The, the idea that Michael Cohen had this habit of recording conversations that he had with prominent, with important people, that's what we're learning from Rudy Giuliani and from other sources who are, are, have been briefed on these recordings, which obviously are now in the hands of the investigators. The question there is, you know, who are those people that are on those tapes? Uh, what kind of information was being discussed? Could that be something that could be uh, embarrassing or could cause some legal problems for those people? It does appear that Michael Cohen's uh, investigation, which is being done by the prosecutors in, uh, in Manhattan, in the uh, federal prosecutors in Manhattan, uh, could end up widening because of this. So, I mean, this is obviously a crucial point you make, Evan. I mean, and, and what more do we know about this specific recording uh, uh, between Cohen and Trump about the Playboy model Karen McDougal. Right. So this this uh, recording was made in September, early September of 2016. A month earlier is when Karen McDougal had signed an agreement with AMI, the publisher of the National Enquirer, for the rights to her story about her alleged affair with uh, with Donald Trump. Uh, now. Uh, according to people we've talked to, this uh, this meeting, this uh, this recording rather, uh, is under two minutes. That's what a source told our our Karis Canal. Uh, so the question is, you know, what exactly, what 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 does this mean for the investigation? What does this mean for the president? Uh, people close to the president, including Rudy Giuliani, says this is no big deal. This is actually not going to be a problem for the president. But others who uh, we've talked to say that there is an issue here for the president and for his legal team to, be, to, to, to take care of. Obviously, we know that Michael Cohen's been sending signals that he wants to cooperate with prosecutors and the FBI. Uh, we just heard just today that he met with Al Sharpton, the Reverend Al Sharpton, to talk, I guess, have a one-and-a-half-hour discussion. Apparently, that's another sign that uh, Michael Cohen is sending out there uh, that he wants to try to make a deal, perhaps, with prosecutors. We do not know uh, at this point, Aaron, whether prosecutors want him to provide any information uh, or whether they're going to try to charge him. All right. Thank you very much, Evan Perez. I mean, in a sense, it sort of seems like by putting this stuff out there, whoever, whoever is, um, you know, if they want, if you want to do a deal with whoever them, you, you can do it without playing this in the media. But uh, that's a big question. Out front now, Kerry Cordero, former counsel to the U.S. Assistant Attorney General for National Security. Harry Sandick, former assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, where, of course, uh, the investigation to Cohen is in full swing. And April Ryan, White House correspondent for American Urban Radio Network. Harry, you're with me. Uh, according to Trump's own lawyer, this is not the only recording. Okay, yep. So they are admitting, obviously because they think we're all going to find out at some point. Yep. We might as well get it out there, right? But how damaging could this tape be? This uh, Trump's uh, Trump's tweets, folks. A lot of people are saying that they are going to stop listening and reading Trump's tweets because there's nothing there. A lot of ranting, a lot of lies, a lot of no news. And I agree. I don't. 
basically, I've stopped reading Donald Trump's tweets a long time ago. But every time I'm reading a piece of news, I'll run across uh, uh, one of his tweets that were posted by a news organization. So I'll look at it and I'll read it and I'll read uh, what the uh, other folks on Twitter uh, had to say when they responded to that particular tweet. And I, I, I don't listen to Trump anymore. I, I really don't listen to Trump, and I don't really give a damn about what he tweets because it's a bunch of lies. He's constantly, constantly blaming Democrats. He's blaming Democrats for this witch hunt of an investigation, as he calls it. And the majority of the people that's in his ass, in this, in his ass uh, uh, during this investigation are Republicans. Now, I don't know how many Democrats that, that, that are working under Mueller and under some of this supervisory and management there. It could be Democrats, but majority of the people that's investigating Donald Trump that's going to bring his ass down are of his own party, Republicans. But he keeps on blaming Democrats. Why in the hell are you blaming Democrats? Democrats do not control anything. Nothing in Washington. They do not control the White House. They do not control Congress. They do not control the Supreme Court. They do not control the governorships around uh, America. Everything is controlled and in the hands of Republicans. So why is this asshole keeps bringing up it's the Democrats? The Democrats ain't doing a damn thing. We wish they were. <laughs> but they're not because they're not in power. All the Democrats can get out there and holler and yell and bitch about Trump, bitch about the Republicans not doing this or doing that. But that's all they can do. That's all they can do is complain and bitch. They can't. They don't have enough uh, a power to do anything because the Republicans are in control of everything. So why is Donald Trump and the Republicans, whenever they get their asses in a knot, they look for someone to blame, and it's always the Democrats when the Democrats do not control anything. They just use this Democrat shit to – I don't know. I, I don't see them getting any traction with blaming the Democrats for something they didn't do because they don't have the power to do anything. I don't see how they – get. Obviously, they think they're gaining traction by blaming the Democrats, especially this idiot we have in the White House. I mean, a lot of, well, George, you're always calling him names. Well, hey, you think I'm calling Donald Trump names. You go on Facebook. You go on Twitter. You go on some of these other uh, popular uh, uh, engaging sites. You, you will see and hear people calling him a lot worse things than I am. I mean, they call Donald Trump some of the worst. I have to, you know, say, damn, I thought I was. No, 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 no. Uh, no, I, I'm treating him with kid gloves. Other people are not. And in some cases, Donald Trump deserves He's always uh, interjecting himself into sports. Yeah, I think Donald Trump has had it. I think he I think Donald Trump this is his this is his swan song. I mean, the guy has truly lost it. 
You can always uh, tell when the heat is on. Tweeter baby goes on a rampage. Not even, yeah, she's not even worth listening to anymore. He's not even worth paying attention to anymore. Donald Trump. I don't even want him on my TV. I don't want him on radio. I don't want him on a computer. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, on the computer. But some, but he's the president of the United States, so he's going to be there because he's president. This is super sad. Uh, what we, what the United States, it's not funny. It's really, really serious, and it's really, really dangerous. He's not worth listening to anymore. He just is not worth listening to anymore. He lies. He throw. He blank. I mean, you can come up with every kind of reason in the world to not to listen to this clown anymore. It's just not worth it. The guy is just not there. He is not there. He's gone. <laughs> he's out there. Well, yeah, he's gone. He's uh. I kind of feel sorry for him myself, but he doesn't feel sorry for you. As as he was saying, uh, you need a picture ID to uh, shop for groceries. This is what he wants. He wants uh, every American, if you want to shop for groceries, he wants you to have an ID. If you ain't have an ID, you, you ain't you're going to starve. That's a damn shame. How stupid can you be? Or he figures that or he figures that when we go into the store now that we need an ID and that and that it has always been put in place. Where the hell does he get his food? He gets his food from McDonald's. I mean, he doesn't go. Somebody goes for him. Um, is this person asked for for his ID when he goes to McDonald's to pick up a Big Mac and a Coke for Donald Trump? I doubt it. This is what Donald Trump wants for America. He wants you to be he wants you to be able to he he doesn't want you to be able to buy food unless you show ID. This man is so stupid. The majority of Americans in the United States, we all have IDs. Everybody has ID. Now you you know <laughs> some people are too young to have IDs. Kids, children are too young to have IDs. But uh but Basically, everybody has an ID, and you don't have to take out your ID to go pick up a, a loaf of bread or something. He's crazy. And now he's distracting with that, with this. Trump orders Sessions to end investigation, which is basically obstructing justice. No matter how you look at it, no matter how the White House tries to clean this up, this is what this is, obstruction of justice. And he should go to jail for it. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. Mueller's probe must be getting close to Trump. It is getting tr- close. If the GOP, if the GOP in Congress can't see the writing on the wall, they are truly complicit. They have always been complicit with treasonous Donald Trump. Wake up, America! Wake up! This man is not fit. But as so many. So many months we have been here on the George Water Jr. Show begging, pleading with Congress to get this thing out of the White House. Because the longer Donald Trump stays in office and the longer he has stayed in office with his erratic behavior, it's going to fall 
on Congress, the Republicans in Congress, for doing nothing to get this man out, letting this man just tear the fuck up America because they they feel that they get rid of Donald Trump before the Mueller investigation, which I, I think actually if the Mueller investigation finds Donald Donald Trump guilty of all these crimes, I have a feeling that the Republican Congress will still not impeach him. This is what I think. I think that the Republican Congress still will not impeach him. So it is up to the American public to impeach Donald Trump. A revolution, a coup, something. This man is mad. He is pissed off mad. Something has to be done. Something has to be done. A revolution. Uh, we've talked about that all over the place. Seems like that's the only thing that's going to wake up Republicans to let them know that they cannot fuck with the people of the United States because that's what they're doing. They're fucking with us. They're screwing with us. They're bullying us. They're trying to scare us with this maniac madman in the White House. So we have to do something for ourselves. We cannot let this man I, – I, I said again, I don't think he's going to make it to the midterms. He could. He might. <laughs> There's always that possibility. But this is just – this is just not right. This is just not right. And people are saying – I mean, Donald Trump is a joke. He called the Koch brothers uh, power brokers, billionaire power brokers that the, that fund a lot of these Republican uh, campaigns, he called them a joke. And now they're saying they're going to cut off the money because they don't like the fact that there's no leadership in Washington. And they are correct. There is no leadership in Washington. They do not know how to lead. They don't give a fuck about leading. They couldn't care less about what you or I think, the people of America, the people that they are supposed to be serving. Donald Trump will never be a dictator because he's too stupid and he's too dumb. Dictators are, are supposed to be some – Donald Trump is not smart, as we all know, uh, and, and he's proving, proving it every day that he's not smart, and – this is just one of the worst times for America. You're talking about movies to be made. I mean, this, this, a movie could be made from Donald, the Donald Trump saga every week because this shit keeps going and more shit just constantly keeps coming out, even treason. Donald Trump will forever wear the treason sign around his neck because he deserves to have it around his neck because he has let America down. He doesn't, if you think about it, Donald Trump doesn't give a fuck about America. He's more in tune with Russia. He's more in tune with Russia. He's more in tune with the, with the uh, dictators, our enemies, than he is our friend. He disses our friends and swoons over the dictators. This is not 
America. Donald Trump doesn't give two shits about America. He doesn't care about the American people. He never did. He wants to be Adolf Hitler. He wants to be Vladimir Putin. He wants to be, he envies all of our enemies around the world. He, he envies uh, leaders who uh, treat the people of their countries or their states like shit. He envies those people. And as I've said before, he really does want Americans to be able to show ID before they get food. He, Donald Trump doesn't say anything he doesn't mean, even if no matter how much they try to defend him and say he didn't mean what he says or he, it was a joke. Donald Trump, this guy, this Donald Trump is a mean motherfucker and he does not joke. He's mean, he's evil, he's vile, and he says what he says when he says it. And he means it. For Sarah Sanders and a lot of these other assholes, well, Donald Trump didn't mean it. He's a fighter. He's a fighter. He's going to fight. No, he's a traitor. He's an idiot. (laughs) He's an asshole. But he is not a fighter. Donald Trump is a coward. He is no fighter. He's, He's more of a coward than the meaning of the word. And he really is. He really is. And um, it, it's sad that uh, America is at this stage. But we have to get out here and vote, folks. We have to vote blue. We have to get these people out of office. We have to do something. We just can't sit and cry and watch our country go down the tubes. It's up to us to do what we have to do to get our country back. Vote blue, but never stop thinking that there are some Democrats who do not want Donald Trump impeached. There are some Democrats who do not want to see Donald Trump thrown out of office. Now, those Democrats, we cannot have them back in office. If they can't do what the people want They're claiming they're going to be doing – like Nancy Pelosi, for instance. She's out there begging and pleading and saying that she – oh, it's the people. The people. It's the people. It's not the people. Don't get caught up in all of that. Well, it's the people. We're working for the American people. That's the people. No, it's not. She's not working. She's working. Nancy Pelosi is working for Nancy Pelosi. She wants that job because she got a certain kind of agenda. Maybe she's up Trump's ass. I don't know. But we we cannot have Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House ever. She must be voted out. And a lot of people are saying that she should be voted out. And uh, it's not just the George Wilder Jr. show that's saying that, but it's other people who are saying Nancy Pelosi should not be allowed to be Speaker of the House. She's too weak. She's too weak. And plus, I, I'm getting the feeling that she's somehow tied to Donald Trump because she doesn't want to impeach Donald Trump. But anyway, vote blue, folks. I mean, we have to get our country back and we broken. Uh, Donald Trump destroys everything that he touches. If you, if you don't believe that, then you go back 
in time and you research Donald Trump. Research how many bankruptcies he, he's had. Research how many lawsuits that he has and, and still have. Do your research on him and you'll find out that he is one bad, terrible businessman. And now he's one of the worst presidents ever.
president's attorney says Trump has been interested in testifying, but it's his legal team that has reservations about it. Of course, their reservations are that he's going to lie. Yeah, he's going to lie. No matter what Mueller might ask him, no matter what question that Mueller has to ask him or would ask him, Donald Trump is going to lie. Why is he going to lie? Because he's a pathological – I think Donald Trump is beyond a pathological liar. We're, we, we're beyond that. It's way <laughs> – it's much, much more than that, you know, a pathological liar. He's – wow. Pathological, I'm pretty sure it's going to find a, a brand-new space in, inside the dictionaries everywhere. Donald Trump that made that word famous, <laughs> pathological liar, especially when it's, you know, uh, grouped alongside the word liar, pathological liar. I mean, this guy. Right. The GOP senators say Trump can't ask Sessions to end Mueller's probe. He sure can. This is this is another way of saying uh, like as we said a thousand times this is stupid Donald Trump is stupid he can't ask uh, Sessions to end Mueller's investigation for one thing he recused himself he recused himself that means he has nothing whatsoever to do with it and if Sessions tried to do what to end the investigation like Donald Trump wanted then Sessions will be incriminating himself, he will be involved in a criminal because what Donald Trump is asking him to do is criminal. In a tweet. In a tweet. And these GOP senators and these GOP representatives, what is wrong with these fucking people? Can't they see that this man is not fit to cover the office of president of the United States. Every single day there is something erratic, something unhinged. He, as I've said earlier, early into the show, it, it seems like he's on uppers or something. Something that's keeping him awake and energized. And <laughs> he, he looks like it. I mean, if you look at the guy, if you watch one of his rallies, look at his face. He doesn't look like he's all there. He looks sick. He looks crazy. He looks wild. He looks, you know, uh, by impeaching him, by getting his ass out of uh, office, maybe he'll get some rest or something. <laughs> because so much shit is swirling around Donald Trump. He is scared. He is stroke or a heart attack by now because of all this shit surrounding him that he brought on himself. Um. Yeah, this is really, really bad for Donald Trump. I mean, this is this is why I keep saying and saying and saying he cannot last. This stuff is going to get him and it's going to hit him hard. Either it's going to kill him or he's going to be walking out of the White House in handcuffs. If Mueller is on the up and up, if Mueller is... is uh, 
true in his efforts in trying to bring Trump down. Trump will be walking out of the Trump will somehow end up being indicted. I'm hearing his son, Donald Trump Jr., is about to be indicted. Um, this is just not good for America. As I've said, folks, this is not good for America. I want to talk about my books. I want to talk about my writing. But this is just America is just at stake. Sometimes I don't even take phone calls on the show no more because I feel that this is more important than anything. Country. Our country. This is our country. Jeff Sessions is not Donald Trump's attorney general. Jeff Sessions is attorney general. But these folks don't seem to see it that way. And and that's bad. That is so bad. Um, it's all right. The show is just about over, folks. We're gonna say thanks, thanks. It is actually it is over. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank everybody for podcasting. Thank thank you for your kind thoughts. Thank you for over the years for what you said about the show and how I should keep up what I'm doing and all that kind of thing. And that's that's uh great and everything that's beautiful and i will i'll try to keep up what i'm doing and uh, wherever you are in the world make sure you enjoy your day your evening your weekend whichever one comes first that finds you listening to the show always listen to this show because it's one of the greatest shows not just in chicago but i think in the world okay uh you have to think good things about yourself if you don't think good things about yourself and what you do nobody else will Nobody else will. Whatever you do, be the best at it. Whatever you do, tell yourself and tell the world that you're the best at it. Uh, And you know what? They'll start to care if you're the best at it. All right. uh, The George Wilder Jr. Show is off the air. Have a great one, folks. Make sure you join me tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a good one.
lay me down before I go to sleep. In a troubled world, I pray the Lord to keep, keep hatred from the mighty and the mighty from the small. 